Dharma and Greg premiered on ABC on September 24th, 1997. Let's put 22 minutes on the clock. Pilot study with Chris and Grimes. They're talking all of your favorite shows, but only the pilot episode that means the first show, in case you didn't know. Well, you never know what show they're gonna talk about, but they're only gonna talk about the first one. And that's the premise behind Pilot Study. Hello and welcome to Pilot Study episode number 36. My name is Chris Lantinen and I'm your host. And I'm joined by, as always, he's a hippie with honor. It's Grimes. Welcome, Grimes. Hello, sir, and good evening to you. Good evening to you as well. We are (laughs) in the midst of our blank and blank month. Uh, Last episode, of course, was the great... Rick and Morty, and and today we are doing Dharma and Greg. Uh, <laughs> I had never, uh, you know, I'm not going to say I had never seen the show because I definitely recognized the intro music, but I had definitely never seen the pilot. So this was a completely, it was a new experience for me. And in that way, I was very, I was surprised by the beginning and then comforted by the rest of it, mostly because it stayed within sitcom tropes. But I'm going to get into the specs real quick. 25th ranked show in that first season in terms of ratings, 13.9 million viewers. That was tied with Diagnosis Murder CBS and 2020 on ABC. Seinfeld led that year with 34.1 million viewers. Yes. Uh, Thomas Gibson plays Greg. Jenna Elfman plays Dharma. Gibson was actually recently fired from Criminal Minds because mm. of a onset altercation. Wow. <laughs> Joel Murray is also in this show. That's Freddie Rumson from Mad Men. He makes an appearance as a work buddy of Greg's. And we have Chuck Lore and Dottie Cartland as the creators. Dennis C. Brown as the theme. Of course, we know Chuck Lore from Mom, Big Bang Theory, Mike and Molly, Two and a Half Men, Grace Under Fire, Roseanne. Roseanne, everything. Most most shows we hate. What are your general feelings on Chuck Lore? Do you have like a well, do you have like a general impression of him, even though we hate the Big Bang Theory with a blinding passion? I love the end of every one of his shows, how it has that like slate of stuff that he just like makes up stuff to put at the end and he sneaks yeah. it in. Yeah. I do love that. I like that he got his start with a show like Roseanne that was pretty groundbreaking. Um, I don't really blame him for cashing in on life. I'm sure the guy's a multi-trillionaire. Like, all these shows have made him oh, yeah, God knows how much money. Like, he's rich doesn't even rich. begin. Like, he just <laughs> owns half of Hollywood. Who do you think is richer, him or Kanye? Oh, Chuck, for sure. Kanye, so? yeah. like, Kanye's, like, got to get a personal jet to fly over his debt. <laughs> are, are, <laughs> are we thinking, like... Does Kanye and Kim's wealth combine now, or is it just, are we still separating them? Even combined, I, they're not even to a billion, I'm sure, because Jay-Z is like 300 million. Yeah. Beyonce's probably similar. <laughs> we're, we're off track. We're judging Kanye to Chuck Lore right now. <laughs> yeah, I think Chuck's got him by multiple billions. But... Can I ask you another question about Chuck Lore and mostly Big Bang Theory? So in 10, 20 years, what do you think the... Um, the legacy of Big Bang Theory will be because we hate it right now, but what do you think is going to be like the lasting impact of that show? 
I think it will be remembered fondly. I mean, there's a lot of catchphrases. Those guys will have been on TV for like 15 years at that point every week. Yeah, It's in reruns and syndication so much, like worldwide. I think it'll be remembered, you know, except for people like us with very discerning taste. <laughs> with vendettas against them. <laughs> and personal hatreds and my own jealousies aside. But yeah, I think people in general like that kind of shit, man. It's immensely popular to the point where they make like two mil an episode. Like, I was thinking that it might be crazy. remembered as like the last um, huge sitcom. Because I, I just don't, I don't see anything on the horizon that's going to be like a huge like laugh track. I think this is like the last breath for the last the laugh track sitcom. I uh, yeah, I would have to agree, and I'd be surprised. I mean, like this Dharma and Greg episode got watched by 13 million people. Yeah. I bet you Big Bang like that's what they get. Uh, the numbers I, just aren't like that anymore. I actually checked. That's what they got in their early seasons. They got like nine, ten in the early seasons, and now they're up to like nineteen. Damn. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking crazy. But still, that's the biggest show. I mean, yeah, back yeah. then, as you were reading those off, everyone's like, well, this one got 20 million. This one got 30. Like, yeah. 34 million for Seinfeld is unheard of. So, mm -hmm. you know. It's like, barely, I mean, they're they're nipping at half, basically. But because of that, yeah, because of that, yeah, you might be right. Um, Big Bang is in the last gasps of that mm. fucked up laugh track, <laughs> ABC, CBS, canned bullshit that we've just... <laughs> have grown to hate but kind I was, of accept i was really happy I, I finished that like 100 best shows ever debate book and big bang theory didn't even sniff it and i loved it i loved every second of big bang theory getting <laughs> beaten by parks and rec and the office and all these the actual shows that all, required yeah, effort and, all of these yeah. comedies that just kind of like sniffed their ratings that it was amazing to me all right let's get into uh dharma and greg it kicks off in uh 1977 actually hippie parents for dharma uh, they pair it up with Greg's origin story, uh, being from a rich family. He's told, for example, not to touch any public transportation, not to look at poor people. <laughs> he's got a school uniform on. And then they, the two children, because the hippie parents and the hippie family are leaving the train as they're coming on, uh, they have a moment and they exchange a glance. And then as she's going up the, the escalator or the stairs, they exchange another glance. And okay, so... We have this interesting beginning. Like, I did not expect this at all, and I actually no. really liked it. Is that weird? Did you did you have any hatred for this opening or? I like the opening. Like I didn't it? remember. I think we both liked it. Wow, that's that's a that's a rarity. I, I really <laughs> loved the opening. The one thing I found a little weird was that why did they make them so young? Like, why didn't they make them like teenagers? Or like 13 years old because like the recognition would have worked so much better in the follow-up meeting like okay they have this magical connection as children which they shouldn't have any feelings towards each other but you never know like that person was the same like when they encounter each other on the train later on but it's like it's totally in tv land like concept wise like they have like a magical connection here when really it could have been grounded in like some kind of reality and that they could have been at least teenagers or something like that yeah, you're right. But back then, TV didn't think about shit like that. It was like, it's everything had to be magic. This was um, this was pre-Lost. This was when this was pre-Lost. People yeah. weren't dissecting shows. Pre-Netflix. Um, 
That was weird so, to yeah. me. That was it was weird. weird. They could have easily made them teens that would then re- recognize each other's parents or something later in life. Something like that. Like the, I guess they, they don't really mention that they saw each other on the train. So no, it it's is, impossible you would know that. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is supposed to be like a serendipity type uh, right. occurrence, you know. And yeah, I thought the beginning was really sweet and charming. And yeah, I thought when they when they met again, their chemistry their chemistry worked pretty immediately. Like I think the show is very well casted. Definitely. These two play off of each other quite nicely. Mm-hmm. Dharma's like a fucking ball of energy that's like ready to explode at every second. And Thomas Gibson really uh, preludes his onset altercation by being very, very, not intense, but like you can tell he has like some darkness in him. <laughs> right. Like probably from growing up rich, but he's like yeah. trying to reconcile it with being a nice guy and not like his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it kind of the thing about Dharma, the quirk factor is so high the entire time. There's like yes. very few real moments. Uh, there are some, which is good, but it reminded me of Phoebe from Friends in the, in a bad way. Like it's just no one honestly is like that in real life that hangs out with that would be married to a lawyer and hang out with like normal people. You know I, what I mean? I think Dharma's closer to reality than Phoebe. I think Phoebe yes. is like mentally deranged. Yeah. And like a Dharma little... is closer, but she's still not quite like nobody would go to a San Francisco Giants game <laughs> to listen to organ music. Like you just that's not real. Right, right. You know, if Dharma and Phoebe hooked up and had a baby, it would be Jess from New Girl. Yes, and, sh- yeah. <laughs> and like the whole birth, like when did the pixie girl, like pixie, uh, the manic pixie dream girl thing? I wrote really, that down. Like really, like startup was that? I wrote like, that down. That was mid '90s, man. Like mid-90s. I'm gonna say Weezer first mm-hmm. album. Okay. I'm gonna say like Are we talking definitely. About, was Winona Ryder? Blue was I Win- say Blue Album. Yeah, was Winona Ryder a yes pixie? Okay. When Winona cut her hair for Girl Interrupted. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think it just was like part of the alternative, you know, like for women at that time, cutting your hair short was kind of like symbolic. I think, yeah, it was kind yeah. of like fuck long hair. I'm I'm done with like being pretty right. for dudes or whatever, like conventional, mad, whatever. Mad, mad respect, it worked. Like girls with short it hair. It worked are even pretty. better. It almost <laughs> backfired because it, like, I don't know. It's, I just think. You know, women are pretty. They can have short hair. They can have long hair. We're still going to be, you know. We're still going to drool over them. Okay, so we we have this chance meeting on the train. They, they see each other as children. They see each other as adults. She ends up finding his office before he even gets there because he is a lawyer and she sees him in the paper. And we are kind of off and running. Um, they go on. The, yeah, they go to the, the ball game first They because she likes organ music or whatever. Uh-huh. And then they end up in Vegas and married. So what did you think? Did you think the pacing of the episode was right? Did you feel like... Um, I suppose now that whole situation would have been like a five episode Netflix arc or even like a 10 episode, like in that show love, it took them 10 episodes just to like, kind of like want to be with each other. Yeah. (laughs) And and here it's like everything. And that's a very sitcom thing. And that this has to be so much action in the pilot. Well, it's hard for me when we watch older shows to watch it through the eyes of 1997 Mm. Uh, and I'm watching this, and they should have just called this show White Privilege. 
Like they're sitting in a in San Francisco, first of all, in '97, average two bedroom rent was sixteen hundred. Now it's four. Did you look this up? I did. <laughs> so, okay. the, so your rent is sixteen hundred dollars. You're going to a Giants game. Those tickets are at least twenty five bucks each. Okay. Then you're sitting there and you're like, all right, do you like pie? Yes. We'll hop a flight. Flights are two hundred bucks each. You know, then you're like, okay, just to eat pie and get married. I don't know, it was weird. Yeah. The story just got so off track to me. He, he's like, a lawyer, Like, the meeting though. was good. He's a lawyer, but don't you have to work? It's like the day. She shows up at, like, <laughs> 9 a.m. He's there to work, and she's just on his desk, like, let's bounce, dude. And he's like, fuck it, let's bounce. Like, that's not... They make a. I know it's TV, but they make a concerted effort to remind us that he works for the attorney general. So I, I think he's making big time bank. I guess what I was more so asking was, um, this show would never happen today simply because they have to set way too much up in the pilot. I mean, could they have stretched this out for two to three episodes, or do you feel like for the show's long term health, they really just wanted to knock out all the origin stuff? Yeah, I think that's it. Pair them up and just let them go to town on each other for the next 22 episodes. I think the pilot was a full entree into the yeah. lives of these characters. And for that, I can forgive shit like all the, the white privilege work travel. But yeah, I know. it just like was hard to follow. And they get married and the parents. It's just, I don't know. Ah, I, I actually really like this pilot. Like, I think it jammed a lot in, but it felt pretty balanced. It felt it felt ridiculous in all like the sitcom right ways. Greg um, holds this shit down. Like, that's my he's opinion. Really, he's really good in this, and uh, I like that he isn't like a full bodied wuss, and that he also yeah. isn't like a full bodied hard ass. He's like, I love the segment. He's where, a modern man. Uh, yeah, I love the segment where he's very confident in his inability to maintain a relationship. Like. He, he's going through that thing like, oh, well, we'd have a second date, and then I would call you too many times. Then, like, I like that he's a little um, self-deprecating and not just... Because this show easily could have been, like, the hippie flower power girl and the... the douche. Yeah, the stuck-up suit who... Glenn Gulia from The Wedding Singer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it could have totally been that, and she, like, is trying to peel back the layers and do all that stuff but i like that he has like i could see these two getting married because of the heart that he has like anybody would fall for um dharma like she's immediately right. charming and crazy and like yeah you'd marry her in vegas greg you they had i feel like they had to really work to build his character more so she's, and i think she, also she's a stereotype <clears throat> right right a good one like yep. a positive one that yes. you we all love but yeah um one thing, along with the pixie cut and the advancement of women with that, um, in the late 90s, we got, like, the sensitive man. Mm. And I think that helps, too, because shows like Love or, um, shit, I always forget Aziz's show name. Uh, Master, Master of, Master of None. None, yeah. Stuff yeah. like that doesn't happen. Even, like, Scrubs, those things were all early... This was a building block to Scrubs. This I was feel definitely like. a building block to yeah. shows like Scrubs, and then later those Netflix things. I mean, so they, Greg was like a tough guy, but not like an alpha dick, you know? No, and it's important that he shows up to her apartment at the end. Like she doesn't have to go to him, and he has enough of a um, enough self awareness to know that he's the one that was kind of a douchebag. Yeah, which yeah. is cool. Which is cool. Um, they get married by like by minute seven. Like, they're married by minute seven, and they're sleeping together by minute eight. And everything, all, like, the setup really happens by minute, like, 
10 to 11. And then after that, it's standard sitcom, like parents. Uh, you know. The weird friends. Yeah, yeah. It's I all... hated both friend characters, the female <laughs> really? and the male. I hated <laughs> the guy from Mad Men was yeah. awful in this. Okay, so what was the story he told about... Um... Oh, what was that story he told? It was really like strange. It was something about a kidney. Like oh, oh so he next thing you know, you wake up missing a kidney somewhere or something. <laughs> yeah, it was like some lady drugged him on a date uh, and it was uh, a sac- cut out a Sacramento girl who was like drawing on his body that she, and she was gonna cut out his kidney. <laughs> I thought that was like a little yeah. uh, like that really surprised me how far they went with that. Um, another thing I thought was funny was that. She trains dogs and does yoga at night. And I thought, you know, today that would be pretty respectable. And she'd probably make a lot of money doing that. Yeah, she'd have like multiple websites. (laughs) She would definitely have a vlog and a blog. That's half of Brooklyn. Like they all, you know, just walk each other's dogs and teach each other yoga, right? Yeah, I love like they acted like that was like, oh my God, she's a fucking hippie. And she had, those aren't real jobs. But today it'd be like, shit, that girl's making bank. Like, people pay a lot for yoga classes. Yeah, this show, too, was one of the ones, like, um, you had, like, the baby boomer parents and then the Gen X kids in yeah. Dharma and Greg. Mm-hmm. So they were, it was, like, uncool to be Greg, you know, whereas now everyone's a money-grubbing, fucking self-interested capitalist <laughs> pig. Back like... then, people still, like, like, Dharma's parents, you know, they were the people who fought, you know, to have shit like Woodstock yeah. and... Like Greg's parents were the people who wanted Vietnam. <laughs> Just Greg, like now, it's like so split, you know. Greg's parents would have voted for Trump. We know this, right? For sure, yeah. Like and funded him and been friends with him. Yeah, but Dharma would have been like a Bernie or bust. She Bernie like, or Jill Stein, no fucking Hillary. I'm for not her. vote for Hillary. I'm not voting for Hillary. Get that shit out of here. Exactly. <laughs> uh, let's do a little title talk. So, uh, the title sequence is very dated. And I hate it. Very, the lo- letters are overly bubbly, and the yin, the yin and the yang. It's like hitting us over the head with this. The concept. only thing okay was the music. The dancing was awful. They were terrible there, in it. it a was lot just, of kissing. Yeah, weird. So, too too much kissing. So yeah, there's not really much to say title wise other than it's not enjoyable whatsoever. Too um, sitcommy. People that listen to this show know that I always look out for what the journalism stuff is, and finally. Journalism has a positive role in one of these shows, and that it, it unites these two through the newspaper. That warmed yeah, my true. heart. That warmed my heart once in a lifetime. This happens. That journalism actually helps people. Um, let's see. I had a couple other things. Oh, her house is like the house of horrors. Like the two dogs, she probably treats like humans. She they wear a tie dye shirt. The hideous nightmare fish on the wall. Her nudie roommates, aka her parents. It looks yeah. it looks like the worst Florida cottage you could ever rent in Manhattan, basically. Yeah, and now <laughs> it'd probably be three million dollars. Yes. <laughs> well, it has you know, there's a lot of uh, sitcom like places that have two floors. I, is that like a loft, right? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of lofts, and we know that that would be way, way too much. I mean, I live in yeah, Meadville. I do. I live in Meadville, and I only have one floor. Meadville, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I also, I also only have one floor. Um, I like that they said it in San Francisco. Most shows are about New York or L.A. Yeah. And then sometimes they take a big gamble and set it someplace shitty like Chicago or San Francisco. Like, it'd be nice if they got, you know, now I guess there's a lot with, like, Philly and, well, yeah. there's one Philly. 
well, what's do we have Chicago shows? Uh, a lot of those doctor bullshit network <laughs> shows like Chicago yeah. Hope and ER yeah. and all the like Chicago uh, Fire. There are a bunch, yeah, like rescue porn shows are always like Chicago. I guess because the weather's bad, it's mm. like it's not as dramatic to rescue someone on the beach in L.A. No, it's not. Do we do we have any lines to do a linorama? I had a couple, but I All mean, right. there's just we're we're gonna be searching. Hit me. I'm gonna shower. Want to join me? I'm joining you for the past eight hours. <laughs> I have the Giants are winning. Six. Who? Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm here for the organs, bro. Uh, what else? Uh, so, you, so do you guys just hate me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did enjoy the line. Um, Hello, this is Greg's pants. That was funny. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a pretty. Good I one. like when Dharma's dad says, "I can't believe you're married to a Fed." <laughs> right before they make a joke about him going on a munchie run. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, I I thought this line this line isn't funny. It's like the meanest line in the pilot he the father slaps his hand and um he says i don't i don't think or no something happens where he says i don't think you could change that much like he's talking to dharma and he says just just change like a little bit and then something happens where he's like, i don't think you could change that much that's like a really dark moment in the pilot where he's like i don't think this is gonna work like immediately you mean <laughs> it's pretty mean <coughs> uh let's see i also have um do you like blueberry I have one pie? more go ahead uh, my last one is you can't go around being honest all the time. Greg says that. That's a good, pretty that's, true. That's fucking great advice. <laughs> uh, I like buy a shower massage and fly solo. That's uh, or, or <laughs> yeah, or that's you, pretty sexual. Yeah, that was, for a network. That was pretty sexual, and you guys should try doing it outside in a big field where you can get caught. That's good. I like that. Some good lines in here. Any uh, any final a lot dharma? of innuendo. A lot of innuendo. Any any uh, final dharma and Greg thoughts? Well, um, like I said, watching it from 2016 is a is a different ball game. I do vaguely remember this show being on. I remember always thinking Ron Livingston, the dude from Office Space, would have made like an awesome Greg. Yes, for sure. Uh, I like to think about casting stuff like that, but. Other than the terrible song and the overly like pilot esque um, plot, yeah, a lot of plot. I, I just, this holds up. This was way better than most of the ones we've watched this year. <laughs> I, I almost, I almost think they could have started in media res and just had them as the odd couple, and then maybe did flashbacks over the first season about how they met. Like, I yeah, think, and I, I think, think that would have worked better. An idea like this happening now, they would take a lot more. Um, artistic license than they did on networks in the 90s but that's a safe bet on any show so i think for the time and space and uh for this month's theme this one was good all right well we'll wrap this up again this is our blank and blank month um of course we'll have another episode for next week so we will leave you with a preview grimes do your plugs all right i'm plugging up instagram (laughs) grimes john there we go that's it that's it. No, okay. So no Twitter anymore. You're done. On, you're done on Twitter. Twitter, man. Nobody's following me on that shit off of this. Nobody cares. All right, Instagram. It is. You'll post. <laughs> you'll post up your dog pictures. Everything will be peachy. Dogs and food. Dogs and food. Uh, we're at Pilot Study Pod, um, at 
at pilot study pod on twitter at uh, gmail if you want to yeah, send yeah, us an email, email just to say what's up sorry i was looking at my computer and i completely <laughs> lost my train of thought at, and of course our gmail address is pilotstudypod at gmail.com um we you know we just got a pretty um significant follower actually one of my favorite soundtrack labels varice sarabande just followed us on i hope i pronounced that right just followed us on twitter so that, that's our highest powered follower so far welcome we love high powered social media influencers <laughs> bring on bring on the followers we will be waiting and of course my name is chris lantine and that was grimes this is darman and greg and we will talk to you guys next week mm-hmm. be careful this coffee is steaming hot yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is- oh, no! <laughs> Good morning, Cal. Hey, Mrs. Lockmore. Morning, Mr. Oh, yeah. Hey, you got coffee all down your shirt. Gee, well, thanks for informing me, Cal. Muffin. Oh! Hey, good morning, everybody. What's up, Cal? Mm. Hey, good morning, Mama. Mm. Pops, what's happening? Mm, I'm good, Cal. What's with that? You never know what show they're gonna talk about But they're only gonna talk about the first one And that's the premise behind Pilot Study